Hey guys, raise your hand if you saw the Barbie movie and raise your other hand if you absolutely loved it. I felt like seeing the Barbie movie was actually like perfectly in alignment with what I have been working on lately. And I know that I have been out of commission for a little bit, um, but I've really been working on a lot of things and I just kind of want to offer you guys an update on all of it. But before we move on, if you have not seen the Barbie movie, you definitely should see it. But I'm assuming most of us have probably seen it. And I want to mention, I was on TikTok and I saw a creator who was talking about how already Spirit Halloween has like started putting out different versions of Barbie outfits for Halloween. And she saw it, she wanted to be that. She was like, oh, I'm gonna get that costume. And then she realized, oh my God, like every girl is going to be getting this costume. And she had that like moment of like, oh, that sucks. When she like realized, what did we learn from the Barbie movie? It's that all of us are Barbie and we can all just feel happy and comfortable and excited to see other Barbies around us. We are deciding as a collective that we are all going to be Barbie for Halloween. Anybody who wants to make fun of us for that just needs to go and see the Barbie movie. So speaking of, something that I have definitely been working on a lot lately is being social. I have gotten to be in this little cocoon that I've created, especially as I became really ill last year. I really needed that time to step back from everything and everyone. And now it's over a year later and I'm starting to really feel like a human again. And I'm starting to realize I need to fill my life back up with the good. So I'm just thinking a lot lately about how being a part of a social network is actually really a part of our most primal needs as humans. Humans, genetically speaking, are social creatures. And I think a lot of us experienced this just even going through COVID. I think COVID really had us all believing that we could just become solitary creatures for the rest of our lives. It definitely had me there. But I started to realize that it's time for me to let go of that phase and to use a lot of these new tools that I've learned about turning inward and it's time to reflect that outwardly. And obviously it's okay to be a dynamic person and it makes you actually, in my opinion, a more interesting human, but you don't necessarily need to label yourself as extrovert, introvert, unless of course it's helping you. But my point is that you're allowed to change even minute by minute or day by day and to feel differently. So I am in this new place where I don't know anybody and I really don't have a lot of outlets for ways to meet new people either. So honestly, the way I've been treating meeting friends is what I imagine is very similar to how you would try to meet somebody you would wanna date or somebody that you would wanna partner with. So I started firstly just by being very conscientious of the new person that I've become. It's really helpful to see like the folly of my old ways, but it's even more helpful to recognize all the growth that I've had, all the changes that I've been making, and especially to recognize old patterns that I don't wanna fall back into out of habit. 
because those old patterns aren't part of who I am. They weren't part of my identity, as in they weren't part of my personality. They were just coping mechanisms that I was using to survive in my environment at the time. And now that I'm in a new and a safer environment, I don't need those things anymore. So I'm trying to be very aware of that, that sometimes it's very much a comfort for us to fall back into those old habits of things maybe like people pleasing or personality matching, which I am definitely guilty of those. But really starting with myself first and placing myself at the center of this idea of making any new relationship has helped me to know what I'm looking for. Because now that I've lived in this very solitary kind of life, I know that I can do it. I know that I can survive and I know that I'll be just fine. But the relationships that I'm looking for are gonna be ones that uplift me and that mutually benefit. Relationships that are going to support this new person that I want to be, that I've become, and that I've put all this effort into becoming. And relationships that are going to help me to continue this entire process. So honestly, I've tried a lot of things. I tried writing out lists of the kinds of qualities that I would be looking for in new relationships and friendships. And that really helped me to decide, well, where will I find those people? If this is the person I want to be, I got to surround myself with those kinds of people. And what, where are they? What are they doing? And then I have the opportunity to place myself in positions to be around those people and do what they're doing. I've been using a lot of different tools. <laughs> I've been using things like Bumble BFF. I've been joining groups and clubs, both virtually and in person. And I've just been trying to meet like-minded people in general. Because somebody doesn't have to be your best friend in order to have some sort of relationship in your life. That has been a huge lesson I've been learning lately. So just finding people who are already doing things that I'm doing, like my gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free lifestyle. And you'd be surprised how many people out there are doing similar things. I've been trying to connect with a lot of women because I have been working on healing my mother wound and working to ground myself to Mother Earth through my root chakra. So finding women who just want to be around women, women who are supportive in feminine spaces, women who don't shy away from their femininity, their sensuality. And the coolest part is that by doing all of this, and definitely by no means doing this perfectly, right? I'm just being exposed to more. And all this exposure, whether you want to call it good or bad, doesn't really matter. The exposure itself is what is getting me to become even more aware of myself and the different parts of myself. Again, all for good or bad, whatever you choose to call it. So also, I did mention that I was connecting to Mother Earth. I was trying to ground more and really working a lot on healing my root chakra. So this has brought into my view a lot of my parts surrounding my relationship to wealth, health, abundance, money, and relationships in general. So really, it's opened my mind up to teaching myself how to focus my mindset on abundance in every aspect of my life. So I've been telling myself things like, my friends are abundant. I have so many to choose from. 
My body is abundant and full of energy. I'm constantly able to adjust the healthier I become because it can feel really frustrating when I compare myself to my old way of how my body worked, when I remember my youthful self. But those thoughts don't serve me anymore because they don't help me to love my new body. This is the body that has fought and won bravely. This is the body that hasn't given up even when my mind wanted to. The way I have helped myself here is seeing abundance even in the way that I eat, the way that I exercise, the way that I move. My food options are abundant. When I first was diagnosed, I had to cut out all these different things from my diet and I definitely had a huge lack mindset around food. I saw all the things I could no longer partake in. And over this year-long plus journey, lots of different techniques have helped me here, and I still struggle with it. But replacing this lack mindset around my food has really helped me to do this in every area of life. Where I felt I had very little energy, and where I felt I had such small effort to give in terms of moving my body, I now feel like I can move my body in lots of ways. And I've learned to build that energy and that abundance and that stamina within my body. Now, when I use my body for movement, I only feel grateful and gratitude that I can. I've been lucky enough to work with a new coach, Coach Keisha. She's helping me with all of this currently. And we're using parts work amongst other techniques. So this is just my reminder to you. It makes a huge difference having someone on your team who can hold that very difficult space for you while you learn. Eventually, you will probably learn how to hold that space for yourself. But especially if you did not grow up with a parent who could do that for you, it is so healing in and of itself to have a professional to teach you what that feels like. So I also just want to give you a little update on my health. Over the last year, I have seen significant improvements. And I truly feel that I would not be as healthy as I am now if I hadn't implemented all the techniques prior. It really is all the small or seemingly small efforts that add up to that big change. And that to me, honestly, is the very hardest part. That is what I have spent the last year doing, is teaching myself to not get bored mentally, to give myself the opportunity to see change with consistency, not with perfection. Though I'm not exactly where I want to be completely and entirely, I feel immense gratitude for where I'm at. I can look back on the last year And remember how hard it has been, how completely sick I have felt, and how desperate my needs have been. And besides my general health obviously improving, I would say the biggest difference for me right now is the hope. That absolute desperation that I felt day in and day out for the last year plus, really it's it's been longer than that because I've been dealing with my mental health even longer. But again, that hope that I now feel every day just waking up, it it naturally happens for me now. 
I don't have to make the effort nearly as often to feel hopeful. Just a few little tips or tricks that I've noticed have helped me that I hope maybe can help you. I have noticed that I do much better when I'm able to get up first thing in the morning and be some sort of social. So for example, when I used to work in aesthetics, I would get up first thing in the morning, go to my job, and immediately start handling clients. And I loved that. That was actually an aspect of my job that I absolutely loved. So I've thought about that lately. As I'm not getting to work with clients every day anymore, I have noticed though, when I make an effort to be talking with people, (laughs) just interacting with humans in some way first thing in the morning, it's like all this anxiety that I normally build up through the day just doesn't have the opportunity to come on. So if I leave my house, whether that's for just like rooting in the park, a walk, recently I've gotten to go to some really awesome yoga classes. This is my version of me teaching myself that I am safe, that the world is safe, and I am safe being within it. Again, a lot of very root chakra kind of energy. So if you're like me and you also struggled with a lot of anxiety type feelings, this is something that I have really found works for me. If the first thing I do is I get out of my house, usually I don't end up being a completely stressed anxiety ball throughout the day. I also was reminiscing about my symptoms and about how far I feel like I've really come in the last year. And one thing I really remember having such a struggle with was this never-ending cycle of energy, or I guess like the lack thereof. So I would wake up in the morning feeling really groggy, and I wouldn't feel like I was actually awake until like 1, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. That's part of my cortisol imbalance. So no matter how early I was up and moving and going, I was just sluggish and tired. And when you feel that way, you really don't want to like eat or to move your body or to do any of the things that are going to help you to feel better. Then because I'm not eating properly or I'm not moving my body enough, I'm not gaining energy throughout the day or exhausting my energy. So then I'm also going to bed really, really late and not sleeping well during the night, waking up constantly during the night. Which obviously brings us back to where we started, waking up totally exhausted. This cycle is just draining. And it is probably one of the most difficult things that I have learned how to get out of. Some days I still struggle. We're doing our best and that means consistency where we can. And you add into this all of the chronic illness, the hormone imbalances, etc., it can feel like an absolute pit. So again, what comes into play here is working with your doctor, my holistic doctor. We had to go through a lot of trial and error with different medications. Once one symptom cleared up, we were then able to dig deeper into some other symptoms. You start with what is the most urgent. And as that urgency dies down, you can start to move your way into the core into the root of why everything is how it is. And I feel like I am really getting deep into that core now. 
The worst part about this cycle was that I didn't feel like a human anymore. I felt like I was dragging myself through life and I felt like anybody who was around me was getting drugged too. I didn't feel like I had much opportunity to get to know who I actually was because this sick person was needing my attention more urgently so. Once I had put in the effort to do all of these small things, that was when my doctor was able to see the missing pieces. But if I hadn't have put in that effort, it may have taken much longer for us to get to the root cause. Now, what effort am I talking about? Honestly, it is nothing new. If you have listened to any of the past episodes, it is the same thing that I have been preaching. It is getting sunlight. It is drinking mineral purified water. It's making sure that you're getting proper nutrition into your body. It's moving your body. It's going to therapy. It's learning that you can't bring in the new without clearing out the old first. I've been sharing a lot of different things, a lot of different techniques that I've been using, and I really feel like I've now started to add the more fun layers. Things like getting to meet people, going out and being social, joining a rec volleyball league, because I really feel so at home within myself now. My body feels like home. My mind feels like home. And when you feel safe and at home, you start to attract people, places, and things that fit into that home. And the things that don't fit, they don't feel threatening anymore. My home is safe and nothing can change that except for me. If you feel like you're struggling to reach that feeling of home, you're not the only one. And I wanted to make this episode pretty short, very simple, in case there's somebody who needs help discovering that home. Please reach out to me. I will offer you all of the resources that I have. But the most important part will be your willingness to participate in creating that home. And very honestly, That was the hardest part of it all. It's something that I still have to remind myself to do. But every day that I do it, it feels less and less like work, less like an effort. And I am entirely hopeful that within this next year coming, it won't even feel like an effort at all. So please stay tuned as we make that effort together. I'll see you at the next episode.